morning, we are going to have a sermon brought to us by Pastor Steve Andrews entitled, The Feast of Trumpets and the Kingdom Come. Anyway, greetings to all and welcome to God's Feast of Trumpets. We are all so blessed that God has opened our hearts and opened our minds that we have come to worship Him on the days that He has set aside for us to be here to worship Him. This is one of those days. Like Matt said, not a whole lot in Leviticus 23 about this day, but there is a lot about the Feast of Trumpets, and we are going to see as we desire the kingdom of God to come to this earth, we have a spiritual kingdom through Jesus Christ right now. We live in that, and we worship under in that umbrella that God has given us, the spirit that dwells in us. One of these days, the world is going to need the intervention of God the Father and Jesus Christ in the world because it's going to be on the brink of disaster, of total and complete loss of all human life. And so, we understand that all of the holy days picture something, picture the plan of God in some particular way. And so when we look at what God says and what He has set for us, I always like to read that first couple of verses in Leviticus 23 because I want everybody to understand that we're not here worshiping on our own accord, on our own thinking, on our own um, relationship. We are coming here to worship God and Jesus Christ. God the Father and Jesus Christ. The Lord spoke to Moses saying, Speak to the children of Israel and say to them, The feast of the Lord which you shall proclaim to be holy convocations. These are my feasts. And I always like to emphasize the fact that God had to call each and every one of us to come to the understanding of how important His holy days are. How important Sabbath is. And how important all of those holy days are. And we and, and Matt already on the on the Sabbath, and I'm not going to go back over the things that Matt went through, but he did make a good point, and that is that God has already laid out part of that plan through the Passover, through the Days of Unleavened Bread, and through Pentecost. We see that plan of God unfolding. So we come now to the seventh month. Seven is, for God, is almost a, a number of perfection. It is something that God um, has set aside for us to, to really ponder. He uses seven a lot. The, the Sabbath is the seventh day. 
now we're in the seventh month. Of course, this is um, in the Gregorian calendar. We're on uh, September the 26th. But in God's calendar, this is the first day of the seventh month. It is called the Feast of Trumpets. And if you will turn over in the Leviticus there, and there's, there's very short verses, but they expand into the greatness of God's power and God's kingdom is going to come to this earth. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the children of Israel, saying, In the seventh month, on the first day of the month, you shall have a Sabbath, a Sabbath rest, a memorial of the blowing of trumpets, a holy convocation. You shall do no customary work on it, and you shall uh, offer an offering made by fire to the Lord. So here we are on the first day of the seventh month, and we are worshiping God. It's interesting in some some churches, you know, they have that altar call. Well, our altar call is to come before God on His holy day. And our presence before God is our altar call because you have accepted the fact that Jesus Christ has called you out of this world and given you this understanding of His truth and His way. And so we are blessed in that as long as we are faithful to the end, God will bless us in His kingdom. He will bless us in His kingdom. So that is why we are here today, to worship God on His day. And it's a beautiful time, and it's a wonderful thing. But let's understand that along with the rejoicing and joy, there is going to come a time on the world in which it is not going to be very pleasant for the uh, for the world and for world leaders and for all of those that are that have to go through the different things that they're going to have to go through to come through that great tribulation. Now our our Savior Jesus Christ sat down with his disciples and now we're all his disciples. We are the ones that listen and hear and I hope receive the message that Jesus is preaching to us internally to help us to understand what is being planned, how he is developing this throughout the ages. In Matthew, the 24th chapter, and we're all very familiar with it, but I want I want to go through these verses, and I want us to, to, to get the uh, part of the time frame, and, and, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to uh, try to explain time frames or any of that today. There is a lot of information about trumpets and the different trumpets that are, that are blown, especially as God decides to take control of the world. And he will have to, because man will go to the point of destroying every last human being, and the only thing that will be left will be nations. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> They've always said, if you had a nuclear war and every man, woman, child, and all the animals were gone, the bugs would still be surviving. So um, God has, will have to intervene. So let's look and see what Jesus is saying to his disciples and to us that, that are so very important. Beginning in verse, verse 3. Now, as he sat on the Mount of Olives, his disciples came to him privately. Tell us when these things will be. And what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age? 
And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no man deceive you. I mean, why would Jesus say that as we're talking about the end of an age without a purpose and without a reason? Let no man deceive you. If we live in an age of deception, I don't know if you really realize how deceptive the media and everything is in the society, and you have to be very careful. So we live in a time in which we could be very easily deceived. But Jesus said, Take heed that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you, um, that you are not troubled. For all these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet. For nations shall rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in various places. And so I, at one time I brought a, a list of all of the, the wars from 1900 to the present. And it's just uh, astronomical how much man has fought and, and killed one another in the millions. War after war after war. So we have lived through that. We're old enough to go right back. I don't think any of us are quite uh, uh, old enough uh, for the World War One, but see, and, and of course Vietnam, and that time that many millions have been killed through wars and through pestilence and through co- uh, famines and through er- earthquakes. Uh, I think we've had a couple, three earthquakes just in the last week or so, so we see it all the time. He says, all these are the beginning of sorrows. Then they will deliver you up to the tribulation and kill you. And you will be hated of all nations for my name's sake. Then many will be offended and will betray one another and will hate one another. Then will many false prophets will arise up and deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. And I think we see a lot of that happening in the society that we're living today. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all nations, and then the end will come. And so that we continue, and that's the reason why we reach out through our Internet connections. We are hoping that people will tune in and listen and come and repent and change their lives so that they will be a part of this wonderful and glorious uh, plan that God has for all of mankind. Today is the day to repent. Today is the day to start a new life. And anyone that might be listening, it's time to start a new life. Beginning in verse 15. Therefore, when you see the abomination desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, standing. Let's see, I wanted to go to um, verse 28. Spoken of by Daniel the prophet, standing in the holy place. Whosoever reads, let him understand. And let those that are in Judea flee into the mountains. Let him who is in the housetop not go down to take anything out of his house. And let him who is in the field not go uh, to get his clothes. But woe to those who are pregnant and to those who are nursing babies in these cities, in those cities, in those days. And pray that your flight may not be in winter or in the, on the Sabbath. For then there will be great tribulation. Great tribulation such as not has been since the beginning of the world until this time. No, no, ever shall be. And so there's going to be a time in which the world has not seen the kind of tribulation that's going to come on the earth. 
it is going to be so uh, great that people are going to to, uh, be in great pain because of the tribulation. Unless those days should be shortened, no flesh should be saved. But those days, but but for the elect's sake, those days will be shortened. Then, if anyone says to you, "Look, here is is the Christ," or there, do not believe it. For false Christs, false prophets will rise and show great signs and wonders, and deceive, as if possible, even the elect. See, I have told you before. Therefore, if they say to you, "Look, he is." In the desert, do not go out. Look, he is in the inner rooms. Do not believe it. For as the lightning comes from the east and flashes to the west, so also will be the coming of the Son of Man. For whoso, so what? For wherever the carcass is, there the eagles will be gathered together. Let's go to verse 36 now. I want to skip some of this because I want to come back to this. But of the day and the hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, but my Father only. But of those days, as, uh, uh, but as the days of Noah were, so also will be coming the Son of Man. For as in the days before the flood, they were eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark, and did not know until the flood came and took them all away, so also will be the coming of the Son of Man. We haven't entered into that, I don't think, yet, but the world is changing. The attitudes of people are changing. Even the uh, number of those who profess to be Christians are changing, and the world is beginning to, to have an effect on a lot of people. And did not know until the flood came and took them all away also will the coming of the Son of Man. And so I will... Let's, let's go on to Ezekiel, the 33rd chapter. We're commanded to sound an alarm. And today I'm sounding that alarm to the world and the Feast of Trumpets. Because God's plan will be fulfilled. He will take over the world and the governments of the world. And when mankind gets to the point in which all of mankind will be potentially at the point of utter destruction and extinction. And before that happens, God will intervene. In Ezekiel, the 33rd chapter, it talks about the watchman, someone who watches out for what's going on. Again, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, speak to the children of your people and say to them, When I bring the sword upon the land and the people of the land, take the uh, a man from their territory and make him their watchman. When he sees the sword coming upon the land, if he blows the trumpet and warns the people, then whosoever hears the sound of the trumpet and does not take warning, if the sword comes and takes him away, his blood should be on his uh, on his own head. He heard the sound of the trumpet but did not take warning, his blood shall be upon himself. For he who takes warning will save his life. But if the watchman sees the sword coming and does not blow the trumpet, and the people are not warned, the sword comes and takes any person from among them. He is taken away in his iniquity, but his blood I will require at the watchman's hand. 
for you, son of man, I have made you a watchman for the house of Israel. Therefore you shall hear the words of my mouth and war them for me, for me. When I say to the wicked, O wicked man, you shall surely die. And you do not speak to warn the wicked from his way. That wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood I will require to your hand. Nevertheless, if you warn the wicked to turn from the, his way, and he does not turn from his way, he shall die in his iniquity. But you have delivered your soul. Therefore you, O son of man, say to the house of Israel, Thus you say, If our transgressions and our sins lie upon us, and we pine away in them, how can we then live? Say to them, As I live, says the Lord God, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked should turn from their way and live. Turn, turn from your evil ways, for why should you die, O house of Israel? And I said, in all of America, why? Turn from the wicked way. Hear the words of the Lord. Hear the words that are powerful in the book. Turn from the wickedness that is seems to be spreading throughout the land. And no matter how powerful we seem to be preaching and teaching, men seem to be gravitating more and more to that wickedness and towards that. And even some of the most well-known preachers who have been known for a long time who are speaking up are having a hard time getting through into this world because of the wickedness and the want of people to live the way they want to live. And that is an ungodly way that they want to live. They do not want to follow the laws and the way of God. This book is the only guidance to salvation. And the only way to that salvation is through Jesus Christ. I believe that. I live by that. Joel also, powerful scripture in Joel, second chapter. I love this one because it says, Blow the trumpet in Zion. Sound an alarm in my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble, for the day of the Lord is coming. The day of the Lord is coming, for it is at hand. A day of darkness and gloominess, a day of, dar- uh, a day of clouds and thick darkness, like morning clouds that spread over the mountains. A people come, great and strong, the like of whom has never been, nor will there, uh, will there ever be any such after them. Even for as many successive generations, a fire devours before them. Now, I'm going to tell you, I'm not really sure that this is a perhaps uh, angels coming down to, to, to bring judgment, or this is an army, a powerful army coming through and doing what it is. Often contradict, but all I know is that it's a whatever it is, it's a powerful army with a lot of, of, of ability uh, to act. Pretty much, 
wherever they go. The land is like the Garden of Eden before them, and behind them a desolate wilderness. Surely nothing shall escape them. Their appearance is like the appearance of, of horses and like swift steeds. So they run with a noise like chariots over mountainous mountaintops. They leap like the noise of flaming fire that devours the stubble, like a strong people set in battle array. Before them the people writhe in pain, all faces are drained of color. They run like mighty men. They climb the wall like men of war. Everyone marches in formation, and they do not break ranks. They do not push one another. Everyone marches in his own column. Though they lunge between the weapons, they are not cut down. They run to and fro in the city. They run on the wall. They climb into the houses. They enter into the windows like a thief. The earth quakes before them. The heavens tremble. The sun and moon grow dark, and the stars diminish their brightness. The Lord gives voice before his army, for his camp is very great. For strong is the one who executes his word. For the day of the Lord is great and very terrible. Who can endure? Who can endure? Now, therefore, says the Lord, turn to me with all your heart. It's interesting. God will bring this powerful message of destruction and things. Please, I don't want you to do that. I don't want you to have to go through that. Turn to me. Repent. I will love you. I will bring you into my kingdom. Turn to me with all your heart, with fasting and weeping and with mourning. So rend your heart and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness. And he relents from doing harm. He knows if he will turn and relent and leave a blessing behind him a grain offering and a drink offering for the Lord your God. Blow the trumpet in Zion. Consecrate a fast. Call a sacred assembly. Gather the people. Sanctify the congregation. Assemble the elders. Gather the children and nursing babies. Let the bridegroom go out from his chamber and the bride from her dressing room. Let the priests who minister to the Lord weep between the porch and the altar. And let them say, Spare your people, O Lord, and do not give your heritage a, report, a reproach. That the nations should rule over them, why should they say among the peoples, Where is their God? And so, you see, God can, can bring great destruction, but he can also reach out with a loving kindness and mercy and, and just want to have mankind to repent. And I'm, we're going to see that there will be a lot. In the book of Revelation, there are a lot of heavenly trumpets. And this is the, this is the result of mankind coming to the brink of destruction and God having to step in before everything is destroyed. And we will see a scenario in which God sets up Father and the Son set this up. And it's it's set to bring all the nations under the umbrella of, of, of God the Father and the kingdom of God. Thy kingdom come. That's what Jesus said. Thy kingdom come. 
your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. One of these days, this heaven, that heavenly realm is going to come down to this earth and it's going to, uh, to bring that peace that we need. But it's going to be a terrible time on this earth. And people are going to hate the idea that God is going to take over. We're going to just absolutely hate the idea that he will have the power to take over this world and take over the governments of this world. And so he'll have to battle them. And in it, in it, and it will not be very pleasant on this earth. In chapter 4 of the book of Revelation, there is a scenario up in heaven, a beautiful scenario. <laughs> yet it's set to take over the world because of the sins of mankind. I looked and behold a door stood standing open in heaven, and the first verse, uh, voice that was like a trumpet speaking with me, saying, Come up here, and I will show you things which must take place after this. Immediately I was in the Spirit, and behold, a throne set in heaven, and one who sat on the throne. And he who sat out there was like jasper and sardis stone in appearance, and there was a rainbow around the throne in the appearance like an emerald. Around the throne, twenty or uh, four thrones, and on the thrones I saw twenty-four elders sitting, clothed in white robes, and they had crowns of gold on their heads. And from the thrones proceeded lightnings and thunderings and voices. Seven lamps of fire were burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. Before the throne there was a sea of glass like crystal, and in the midst of the throne and around the throne were four living creatures full of eyes in front and in back. And the first living creature was like a lion, the second living creature was like a calf, and the third living creature had a face like a man, and the fourth living creature was that of a flying eagle. The four living creatures, each having six wings, were full of eyes round within, and they did not rest day and night, singing, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, was and is and is to come. And I imagine it was a beautiful, beautiful, just uh, just overwhelmingly beautiful as they sang that. Whenever the living creatures gave glory and honor and thanks to him who sits on the throne, who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fell down before him who sits on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne saying, you are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and by you, and by your will, they exist and were created. And then I saw at the right hand, verse chapter five, of him who sat on the throne, a scroll, written inside and on the back, sealed with seven seals. And then I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice. Who is worthy to open the scroll and to loose the seals? I mean, I, you can hear it by, vibrating through heaven. Who is worthy to open the seals? And no one in heaven or on the earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll or to look into it. So I wept. John was in the spirit. <laughs> he was in the spirit. It, it so affected him. He was weeping in the spirit. I wept much because no one was found worthy to open and read the scrolls or to look at it. 
But one of the elders said to me, Do not weep. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has prevailed to open the scroll and to loose its seven seals. And I looked, and behold, in the midst of the throne of four living creatures, in the midst of its elders stood a lamb, as though it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God, sent out from uh, into all the earth. Then he came and took the scroll, and at the right hand of him he sat on the throne. Now, when he had taken the scrolls, the four living creatures and the twenty-four elders fell down before the Lamb, each having a harp and golden bowels full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. You don't think that they aren't important? The bowls full of the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song, saying, you are worthy to take the scroll and to open the seals, for you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood. Out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation, and have made us kings and priests to our God, and we shall reign on the earth. Amen. Glory to God. Praise God. We will be a part of this. Then I looked and I held uh, and I heard the voice of many angels around the throne and living creatures and the elders and the members of them was ten thousand, ten thousand, thousands, thousands. I don't know how many that is, but that's a lot. Say with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. In the heavenly realm, in the heavenly position, and all of these angels saying this, it could be very overwhelming for John in the spirit to hear it. Every creature which is in heaven and on the earth and under the earth and such as were in the sea, and all of them I heard saying, Blessing and honor and glory and power be to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb forever and ever. And the four living creatures said, Amen. And the twenty-four elders fell down and worshipped him who lives forever and ever. It's a beautiful scene that's the beginning of this tremendous thing that's going to happen as God pours out His fury upon the earth because mankind finally comes to the brink of disaster. The four horsemen, I'm going to skip over that today. Uh, you, you, there's, these are the, four, the, the seals. And the seventh seal then and I wanted to, to focus on chapter 7 here for a minute because the seventh seal is the sealing of Israel and something very interesting that also goes along with it. If you look at the names of the sealing of Israel, you will find in there two names missing. You will find that Dan is missing and Ephraim is missing. And Manasseh is there and all the rest of them are there except for Dan and for Ephraim. You have 12 tribes that are sealed there at the end. And beginning in chapter in verse 9 now, I want to I pick it up here because there is a multitude from the, the great tribulation that are standing there now at this particular point, point. And I'm not sure just, you know, like I said, I'm not sure all of the timelines and everything that goes on. I'm going I'm to uh, forego that to somebody that uh, really has a feeling for all of that. But in this 
instance here. After these things, I looked, and behold, uh, uh, verse uh, chapter um, 7, verse 9, a great multitude, which no one could number, of all the nations, tribes, peoples, tongues, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed with white robes, with palm branches in their hands, and crying with a loud voice, saying, Salvation belongs to our God, who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. And all the angels stood around the throne, and the elders and the four living creatures, and fell on their faces before the throne, and worshipped God, saying, Amen, blessing, and glory, and wisdom, thanksgiving, and honor, and power, and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Then one of the elders answered, saying to me, Who are these arrayed in white robes? And where did they come from? Then I said to him, Sir, you know. So he said to me, These are the ones who have come out of great tribulation and washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore they are before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple, and he who sits on the throne will dwell among them. They shall neither hunger anymore nor thirst anymore. The sun shall not strike them nor get any heat. For the Lamb who is in the midst of the throne will shepherd them and lead them to living foundation uh, uh, fountains of water. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Boy, what a beautiful scenario. Not that here. Beautiful. In chapter 8, when he opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven for about a half an hour. And I saw seven angels who stand before God, and then were given seven trumpets. Then another angel, having the golden censer, came and stood at the altar. And he was given much incense that he should offer it with the prayers of all the saints upon the golden altar, which was before the throne. And the smoke of the incense with the prayers of the saints ascended before God from the angel's hand. Then the angel took the censer, filled it with fire of the altar, and threw it to the earth. And there were noises, thunderings, lightnings, and an earthquake. So the seven angels had seven trumpets prepared themselves to sound. The first angel sounded, Hail, the fire followed, mingled with blood, and they were thrown to the earth, and a third of the trees were burned up, and all the green grass was burned. The second angel sounded, and something like a great mountain burning with fire was thrown into the sea, and a third of the sea became blood, and a third of the living creatures in the sea died, and a third of the ships were destroyed. The third angel Sounded, a great star fell from heaven, burning like a torch, and it fell to the third of the rivers and the springs of water. The name of the star is Wormwood. A third of the waters became Wormwood, and many men died from the water because it was made bitter. The fourth angel sounded, a third of the sun was struck, a third of the moon, and a third of the stars, so that the third of them were darkened, and a third of the day did not shine, and likewise the night. And I looked, and I held, I heard an angel flying through the midst of the heaven, saying with a loud voice, Woe, woe, woe to the inhabitants of the earth, 
because the remaining blast of the trumpet of the three angels you are about to sound. The fifth angel opens the bottomless pit. I saw a fallen angel, and to him was given the key to the bottomless pit. He opened the bottomless pit, and smoke arose out of the pit like smoke of a great furnace. So the sun and the air was darkened because of the smoke of the pit. Then out of the smoke locusts came out of the earth, and to them was given power of the scorpion of the earth to have power, and they com- and were commanded not to harm the grass of the earth or any of the green thing or any tree, but only those men who do not have the seal of God on their foreheads. And they were not given authority to kill them, but to torment them for five months. Their torment was like the torment of a scorpion when it strikes a man. In those days, men will seek death and will not find it. They will desire today to, to die, and death will flee from them. Boy, that is, that, that's quite profound. And they're going to curse God. They're going to stand and curse God, even though they have been receiving all of these plagues and all of this, and they're, and they're going to want to die, but they're, they're not going to be able to. And so you see, uh, the rest of it, I'm going to skip a little bit of this because I want to, I want to get into some more things here. The sixth angel uh, from the Euphrates. And the sixth angel sat, and I heard a voice from the four horns of the golden altar, which was before God, saying to the sixth angel who had the trumpet, Release the four angels who are bound in the great river Euphrates. So the four angels who had been prepared for an hour and a day and a month and a year were released uh, to kill a third of mankind. Now the number of the army of the horsemen was 200 million, and I heard the number of them. And thus I saw them horsemen in the vision. Those who sat on them had breastplates of fiery red, hyacinth um, blue, and sulfur yellow. And the heads of the horses were like the heads of lions out of their mouths, gave fire, smoke, and brimstone. By these three plagues, a third of mankind was killed. By the fire and the smoke and the brimstone, which came out of their mouths. For their power is in the mouth of their tails, for they, uh, for their tails are like serpents. Having heads, if them they do harm. We have one more, and, uh, and then it says, um, But the rest of mankind who were not killed by these plagues did not repent of the works of their hands. They should not, that they should not worship demons and idols, gold and silver, brass and stone and wood, which can neither see nor hear or walk. And they did not repent of their murders or their sorceries or their sexual immorality or their thefts. All of these plagues coming upon mankind, and they still refuse to repent. The great and glorious seventh trumpet. This, this one, I, I, I want to be there. I want, I want to be there. The seventh angel sounded, and there was loud voices in heaven saying, The kingdoms of this world, this is uh, verse 15 uh, of chapter 11. Verse 15 of chapter 11. The seventh angel sounded, and there was loud voices in heaven saying, The kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and His Christ. He shall reign forever and ever. And the 24 elders who sat up, before God in the, in the thrones, fell on their faces and worshiped God, saying, We give you thanks, O Lord, our God Almighty, the one who is and, and who was and who is to come, because you've taken your great power and reign. The nations were angry, and your wrath has come, and the time of the dead, that they should be judged, 
that you should reward your servants, the prophets and the saints, and those who fear your name, both small and great, and should destroy those who destroy the earth. When the temple of God was opened in heaven, and the ark of the covenant was seen in his temple, and there were lightnings and noises and thunderings, an earthquake and a great hail. And so we see this seventh trumpet. And of course, there's the bold plagues, the different things that are going to happen. Men are still going to be the same way. They're going to hate that God has come. They're going to hate this. They're going to. I, I, maybe the, the media is being tell, telling them deceptive things. But anyway, they're going to hate the fact that God is, is beginning to come and take back over uh, the world. In Matthew, the 24th chapter of John, let's go there. Because Christ is going to return in power. The first time that Christ came, He came in meekness, um, in lowliness, He loved, He um, had disciples, He taught, He did all those things. He gave us an example for those of us us that are physical and walking this earth uh, as a love. And he also taught about the end times. And in Matthew 24, he teaches a little bit about this seventh trumpet and how it, um, how he also is going to come. Let's begin in, uh, let me pick it up in verse 29. Immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened, the moon will not give its light, the stars will fall from heaven, and the powers of the heavens will be shaken. And we've just been reading all about that, all of these different things that are going to happen. And the sign of the Son of Man shall appear in heaven, and then the, all the tribes of earth will mourn, and they will see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he will send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet, and they will gather together his elect from the four corners, four winds, from one end of heaven to the other. A great trumpet. I want to hear that trumpet. Job said, if a man die, will he live again? He says, I will wait all of that time until that call comes. This will be our call. This will be our call. We will hear this call and the trumpet, and we will rise. First Corinthians, the 15th chapter, we are so very familiar with all of this. But on this day, it is important that we rehearse it and understand that God has a plan. It's sad that mankind will not repent, that they will not change, that they will bring the society and the world to the, to the brink of total extinction, and that God will have to, you know, to intervene. Yet, it will be for the best of the society. And it will be the best for those who believe in Jesus Christ and the sacrifice that he made. It will be the best for those who worship God and his days and who are looking forward to it on a, on a regular basis and worshiping on his days and understanding the meaning of those days. 1 Corinthians 15, beginning in verse 50. Now, say, um, now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does corruption inherit incorruption. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. 
in the moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump. For the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised and incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption. This mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible has put on incorruption, and this mortal has put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass that saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. You know, death is a, is a great enemy. And it, it, uh, it takes people and friends and everything away from us. But one day, death will be swallowed up because of the return of Jesus Christ, because of the power of the trumpet and the resurrection. First Corinthians 15, beginning of verse 12. Now, if Christ be preached that he has been raised from the dead, I do some among you say that there is no resurrection of the dead. But if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ is not risen. If Christ is not risen, then our preaching is empty and your faith is also empty. Yes, and we are found false witnesses of God because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ whom he raised not up. If in fact the dead do not rise, for if the dead do not rise, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ is not risen, your faith is futile. You are still in your sins. Then also those who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. And if this life only we have hope in Christ, we are men most pitiable. But now Christ is risen from the dead and has become the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die. Even so in Christ all shall be made alive. But each one in his own order. Christ the first fruits, and afterwards those that are Christ that are coming. Those that are Christ that are coming. It is important that we continue to obey God, to, to, to worship God on this day, and to believe, to have faith that that day will come and we will be in his kingdom. And we will be a part of that first fruits. Each in his own order. Christ the first fruits, afterwards those are Christ that is coming. And comes the end when he had delivered up the kingdom to God the Father. When he puts all the end of all rule and all authority and power, he must reign till he has put all enemies under his feet. The last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. And he has put all things under his feet. But when he says all things are put under him, it is evident that he put not he. He who put all things under him is, ex uh, is accepted. Now, when all things are made subject to him, and then the Son himself will also be subject to him, he put all things under him, that God may be all in all. And they always are working together to bring about the salvation of all of mankind. If men would hear about the holiness and repent and change, they would have an opportunity to be a part of this. And that's the reason why we preach these year in and year out. We preach on the day. Whether it be atonement, whether it be trumpets, we preach every season. In season and out of season, we preach the Word of God. One last thing, as we take a peek into the coming holy day, Leviticus, the 25th chapter, 
And I'm not going to read much of it, but I'm just going to read a little bit there. Two verses. As we look forward to this day, the Day of Atonement, and what it's going to picture is a great and glorious time for all mankind because there's going to be a great freedom on the day. A great freedom in which man learns what God is going to do and how He's going to, to heal people and, 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 and heal their minds and heal their bodies and give them the truth and bring them back to a sound mind, a sound uh, understanding. Two verses. Then you shall cause the trumpet of the Jubilee to sound on the tenth day of the seventh month, on the day of atonement. You shall make the trumpet to sound throughout all your land. And you shall consecrate the 50th year and proclaim liberty throughout all the land to all its inhabitants. It shall be a jubilee for you. And each of you shall return to his profession. And each of you shall return to his family. And it will be a time of great rejoicing when Christ returns and his sheep shall first jubilee. 